Welcome back to Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I'm your host, Zoe, and today we will be discussing Superman and Lois, Season 2, Episode 8, titled Into Oblivion. But before we get into that episode, I'd like to remind you, as always, that you can follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further ma- for further information about this podcast and finally you can financially support this podcast starting at just 99 cents the link will be in the description down below now for the synopsis of this episode lois clark and natalie notice a difference in john henry's behavior and fear something might be very wrong kyle encounters an awkward moment with lana while stopping by the house to pick sarah up for school Honestly, that's kind of the worst synopsis of this epi- of, of the season so far that I've read. Uh, let's just get into it. I'm gonna be honest. Real up front, real quick. I did not enjoy this episode at all. And where does my problem stem from? As per usual, the female characters. Let's start with Natalie, okay? I didn't understand the point in the flashback having the flashback with her this episode like we know what happened we, we we don't really need to see it you know we we already understood that she came from a different earth and da 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 trying to follow her dad we already understood that bro they've explained it to us and even if they didn't i didn't think it was important enough to be shown it like i understand show don't tell right but I just didn't find it important. I don't care. I really don't. (laughs) The only thing I found remotely interesting about the flashbacks, save that she was in hibernation, is that it seemed like there was a crisis uh, with their universe where it got erased. But then again, I don't care because Superman Lois is outside of the Arrowverse. And I don't have the... I just don't care enough to talk about the Arrowverse because it doesn't matter especially right now as the flash is over it doesn't matter what happened or whatever I I don't care I do not care you wasted like 15 minutes of this episode talking about Natalie and and all this I'm like bro she was so much better in the previous episodes who wrote this why why does she suck all of a sudden she sucks hard I, I just I understand, you know, I understand the frustration, I guess, or the un- being uncomfortable around Clark, of course, because he has the same face that the person that killed her mother, who is his wife in this universe. So I understand completely. 
but it's just it could have been played out so much better and obviously john henry he it you know what we did this last season we literally did the same thing last season but with john henry i don't want to see this again and the thing is john henry is much more interesting than natalie and he's played by a better actor and it's not saying that the actress that plays natalie is a terrible actress it's just he's more seasoned and i think the writing was better for the for him as well so i literally was like what was the point of the the flashbacks with nat this episode literally i like my main problem with this episode is the pacing but we'll get into that let me talk about sarah because she's another main problem of this episode she is so annoying (laughs) i talked about this last episode she was my only problem i mean there were other problems last episode but i rated last episode so high because there were so many good things about that episode i could overlook the negatives with this episode it's the reverse there's so many problems with this episode that i overlook the positives which we'll, we'll, we'll get to the positives there's very few i have but oh my gosh like when she's like, Jordan, I, I I want her to be in my life. Talking about Aubrey. And when, when, when they said her name, Aubrey, I was like, huh, Drake. Um, but the girl that she kissed at camp, Aubrey, and I hate this storyline. Not because she kissed a girl at camp, but because of how little sense it makes. And why she's upset with Kyle. Because why would you be upset with Kyle, your father, for cheating on your mother when you did the same thing to your boyfriend? Yes, you and your boyfriend don't have a family built upon each other but gosh you did the exact same thing it makes no sense absolutely no sense um yeah she's like yeah i want aubrey to be in my life this time i'm like bro shut up stop do something else with sarah and then you're gonna be upset when jordan doesn't want like they always try to make jordan look like the bad guy and i think in this episode uh, i mean this season like he's been one of my favorite characters last season I don't know, he was kind of, I didn't really like him as much. But this season, I like Jordan. He's cool. But but this is utterly ridiculous. Like, why is Candace, I have more sympathy for Candace than I do for Sarah. And just Sarah, I'm just like, she's just so bland. So bland. So bland. It's, 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 it's not good. It's really not good. And the fact that a good portion of this episode was revolved around those two characters who are poorly written hurt me physically. My goodness. And let's let's hop back to the pacing. The pacing of this episode is hot garbage. It's, it's like, I don't know if it's the directing, because there were two directors for this episode. I don't know if it's the directing. I know the writing plays a part in this episode, definitely. But I don't know if it's the directing or the editing. But there were so many scenes where I'm just like, can we just like breathe for a second? Because there's so much going on. And I wrote I wrote down in my notes, literally so much happened in this episode. But at the same time, it felt like nothing did. Because I mean, like, it was... <sighs> Actually, before I get back to pacing, what was the point in having Natalie and John Henry live with live on the Kent farm if they're just gonna live away from the Kent farm again? That's what they did in the in, in the very first episode. What was the point? There is no point. It was what are you doing? Anyway, the pacing. Yeah, I don't know. It's like there's so many scenes that just needed to breathe because there's so much going on. 
like i think having lucy show up at the tail end of this episode was so off was so off because i think they could have just like expanded it a little more have have more breathing room like oh lucy you're back we missed you instead of oh lucy we missed you okay now i'm taking you home okay now i got drugged okay now you're acting real weird you're you're acting weird you know it could have i think they could have because it was like literally seven minutes left in the episode and like those three out of the seven minutes are credits so it would have been nice if you had like i don't know 15 to 10 minutes of the episode left leaving three minutes of credit so you have seven to like uh, nine i can't do math nine minutes left where you can like pace this out with lucy and be like huh this is a little weird you know i'll allow sam or at least lois to connect the dots you know it, it just seems so out of character and I want to talk about the pacing because um, there is a scene. Let me see where I wrote this. Uh, uh, let me find it. I'm trying to find it in my notes. Oh, here it is. They use the Cortez house establishing shot twice in the span of 10, mi- 10 minutes. This is my problem with this episode. Now, establishing shot is typically, you know, we see outside the house, stuff like that. So we can have an idea of where this is taking place, right? To set the scene, basically. They use the same establishing shot. It's not that they use an establishing shot for the Cortez house. It's that fact that they use the same one twice in a span of less than 10 minutes. That is so bad. Because it felt so, like, why did you cut away from the scene they were just having to cut to an unimportant scene to cut back to their scene? What? That felt so off. Why? Why are we doing this? I don't even understand, man. Um, but, you know, we're, we're talking about the Cortez house. Let's, let's talk about what happened in those scenes. I think, and I wrote this down, there was a point in the season where Lana and Kyle were always attached at the hip and now the separation between the two is painful yeah it it, you could just tell like i i don't think there's need needs to be anything else said about that but you can just tell the pain at least that lana's feeling lana's so over it and kyle's like trying to be helpful in the best way that he can but you know he still loves her man i think i think those moments are the best. I really didn't enjoy those moments, honestly. But compared, like, they're some of the best. They're some of the best in this episode. I won't even lie. Uh, let's talk about some positives. I talked about that. Uh, I like Clark and Lois's little rock paper scissors scene, where they're like, "Okay, who 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 has to talk to the boys? Me or you?" I like that. I like to see, cause the relationship, honestly, recently in the show has been put on the back burner, and I like seeing it you know the show was called superman and lois you know and i liked the scene actually when lois went to lucy's house and but that also felt so out of nowhere when she's like she left me just like my mom i'm like what where did this come from like i know where it came from but it just came out of nowhere you know she left us like mom i was like okay but i liked that clark was like okay i'm here you know yeah she may be gone but i'm here She's, yeah, she's like, why is everybody leaving me? She's like, I'm, I'm here. You know, uh, really good scene. I didn't write that in my notes. I just remember that one. 
Um, what else did I like? Oh, the scenes with the boys with with uh, Jonathan and Jordan. I really enjoyed those those scenes as well. I like how Jordan is really not trying to judge his brother. He just wants to be there for them. He's just like, why didn't you tell me it was Candace that was hooking you up with the drugs? Why didn't you tell me this? Why didn't you tell me that? And I like how at the end where um Jordan hears that Jonathan's in trouble, he goes to save him. And he's got the hood up, which I really liked. Because in Smallville, I know I talked about Smallville very recently. I want to say last episode or episode prior. But in Smallville... They just, it's its just the way things that were done were like, oh, Clark has powers. Like, everybody finds out that Clark has powers, but I like in this, nobody knows about the Kent family secret. Now, I know that changes later on, but I like that nobody really knows about the Kent family secret. You know, before Candace can even ask any questions, Jonathan is like, yo, leave, Candace, I got this. You know, I like that. Um, yeah, I... I really like that scene. Uh, we see how Jordan has been training as well and how it's been paying off. Man, I just really like Jordan. I like Jordan in this episode, this season recently. He's been, I've been vibing with, with, with Jordan. I'm also glad John Henry's back. Uh, man, he, once again, it feels like a brother dynamic where Clark is like blaming himself and, and then John Henry's like, hey, I got to know you. I know you're not that person. Let Natalie get to know you. She'll eventually figure it out. Which I want to... I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's just... I think this episode was just handled so... So poorly, honestly. Those those are my positives. Um, I, I, I don't really have much to say. Except that this episode was kind of disappointing. Um, all the stuff like with Allie. Oh, oh, one thing I wanted to say. When Sam is interrogating Allie, I, I literally wrote, isn't Sam Lane interviewing Allie a conflict of interest? Why would you have him, of all people, interrogate her? What? Anyway, let's let's get to the predictions of the episode. Oh, I, I give this episode 3 out of 5. Surprisingly, not super low, but I gave it that score because or that rating because there's so many things I liked about this episode that or I don't even want to say so many things but the things I liked about this episode allowed it to not be a 2.5 or a 2 I, I think that's a big extreme to give it a 2.5 uh so I gave it a 3 I would say it's a low 3 but yeah I anyway let's talk about the predictions I only have one, and I think, and it, and it revolves around, I believe that we're going to spend one full episode or a majority of an episode in Bizarro World. We've, we've been seeing it a lot. We really started seeing Bizarro World in Tried and True, which was the, this is the eighth, the sixth episode, when we see Bizarro, who I do not think is dead, but we see Bizarro um, come from his Earth to our Earth, and then this episode Mitchell Anderson went there as well so I'm assuming that we're gonna get a bit more of that we're gonna get maybe a full episode because we still have some things that aren't solved like why was Jonathan's face scratched out in Bizarro's world which I said I think Bizarro or Bizarro Jonathan worked with 
the government or works with Ali or whatever, whatever. Yeah, we also have to answer the question, who is Tal Ro's wife, who I think is Sarah? I mean, oh, excuse me, gross. I think it's Lana. But, um, yeah, that's, that's all my predictions, man. This episode's kind of disappointing, not gonna lie. I know I don't seem super enthusiastic. It's because I just don't care about this. I don't want to talk about this episode. I just want to get this out the way so I can hopefully have another good episode because it, it, it you went from a 4.5 to a 3 with such amazing like dialogue character moments this and a third and now this episode is just like why why but hey that's all i have for you guys today as of usual i'll be back next week talking about superman and lois but until then peace